0: everyone and welcome back to Movius Ministries podcast. This is your friend Josiah. It is season 10 episode 7. I'm so excited to dive into Proverbs 11 today. The verse of the day is going to be out of Hebrews 11 verse 1. A lot of us actually know that verse. Some of us may not. That's fine. This is my third time trying to record this and it's cut off just midway. I don't know why but yeah so today has been a day guys um some of you guys know my car broke down a little while ago my transmission broke and i just don't have a car financially it's hard i'm having to borrow a lot of money from my dad and him and i are just kind of not fighting but we're just kind of having some stuff go on between us and um so it's just been hard guys uh you know, if you don't mind, if you are gifted in the prophetic, I'd, if, if I could, if you could give me a prophetic word, if you hear anything from God, please uh, email me at uh, my my email is right there at the top of the uh, of my podcast. Um, yeah, if you want to t- send me a text, my phone number is two four eight six zero five one two nine nine. Please, just I could really use some encouragement right now. I'm continuing to just fight the good fight and uh, trust in the Lord. And uh, I really think I'm in a season of humble uh, humility right now. I think God's really trying to shape me to uh, be that way. So the verse of the day, guys, is going to be Hebrews 11.1. 1. Uh, this is the KGV version. And it, uh, the King's James King, King James Version says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. It's a really good verse. I think our minds can go a lot of different uh, areas to uh, just... I think our minds can go a lot of different places of what this verse means. And, you know, we we don't want to hang on to those thoughts. We want to take our thoughts to God and go, you know, God, what's right, what's wrong? So um, let's open in prayer. Um, Please just, uh, I really would encourage you, if you hear anything from God over my life, please uh, do not do not do hesitate to tell me. Please. I'm always seeking fresh insights. I'm always eager to learn more wisdom and more truth. Um, that's the only way we're going to be able to grow, and that's the only way we're going to be able to uh, understand some of these questions that just run through our heads. Sometimes it can just be arguments from the enemy, and he's building up those walls around our minds, and we just go, no, you know, we do what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 11 to tear down those strongholds, those walls and go, no I'm not going to do it, I'm going to tear down those walls Um, you know, so it's just that's what Paul says, Um, I watched a sermon twice now by Mike Bickle on uh, understanding spiritual warfare and if you want to check it out, you can look it up, it's called um, let's see Yeah, it's called Bridal Revelation and Spiritual Warfare by Mike Bickle. It was posted about 11 months ago, and it's helped me so much. So please go check it out, guys, because um, we're all dealing with spiritual warfare. We're all dealing with some kind of anxiety. So, um, And scripture tells us so much uh, that can help us in our anxiety. So let's open in prayer. as I struggle a lot today with discouragement and shame remind me of my identity bring people where they need to be today with you God help us to not follow man-made religion but your what your word says bring us to a place of humility, Father. Help us not to be stuck on, on on just things that we think. Help us not be so opinionated, God. You are so infinite. You dwell in unapproachable light. There's no limit to you, God. There's no limit. Help us to have real, authentic relationship with you. I pray for healing today. That our motive wouldn't be in a selfish way as we pray that, God. Help us to affirm what your will is saying, and alert our ears to false doctrine. Show us the dangers of sugarcoating. And just uh, have your way, Father. Bring us to a place of humility today jesus name amen the one thing i uh want to say guys that i feel like i got a word from the lord earlier when i was i took a shower before this and i feel like god was just saying this i don't know if it's going to speak to you or not but i just hear god i heard god speak to me and say that it's a counterfeit so whatever situation you're in whether it's a person that you're Whatever you're in, if it doesn't speak to you, fine, but I just, I just, I'm just going to throw it out there, but I hear God saying that it's a counterfeit. So I hope that speaks to you and wherever you're at, but um, yeah, let's dive into Hebrews 11 or gosh, I keep saying Hebrews 11. We're diving into Proverbs 11. Oh my gosh. Also check out my friend's podcast, uh, Remnant Rising by Hunter McGuire Hunter if you're listening to this episode I just want to say the episode that you uploaded today just really hit my heart man I mean I'm not I haven't listened to it yet I'm going to listen to it later but um for where I'm at today in my faith not having a car financially it's really rough right now uh your episode today I know it's going to touch my heart so guys please go check him out he's got great wisdom um, and just you know continue to pray that um that you know, uh, he stays on a path of truth with the Lord, because there's a lot of false stuff out there, and you're not going to be able to find out what's what until uh, you just humble yourselves before God and say, you know, where 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 am I wrong, God? So here we go. Some of you guys know when you read your Bible, if you have your Bible, you can flip it open to Proverbs 11, um, but. At the top of each scripture that you read, there's sometimes th- there's a title of what the scripture's talking about, and the title of verses one through sixteen for Proverbs eleven is "People without good direction, uh, people lose their way." So this is it. Uh, verse one, you guys. God hates cheating in the marketplace. He loves it when business is above board. This connects with Matthew 21 through 16, where Jesus says God's kingdom is like an estate manager. This is also these, all these verses I'm going to be using today are going to be in the, in the message version, unless I say otherwise, just to let you know. So, uh, let's say it again. God hates cheating in the marketplace. He loves it when business is above board. This connects with Matthew 21 through 16, where Jesus says, Now God's kingdom is like an estate manager who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. They agreed on a wage of a dollar a day. They went to work. Later, about nine o'clock, the manager saw some other men hanging around the town square unemployed. He told them to go work in his vineyard, and he would pay them a fair wage. Those people went. He did the same thing at noon and again at three o'clock. At five o'clock, now what he means by he, what he, he did the same thing at noon, he found other people to come and work for him. At five o'clock, he went back and found uh, he, and found others standing around. He said, why are you standing around all day doing nothing? They said, because no one hired us. He told them to go back to, back to work in his vineyard. When the day's work was over, the owner of his vineyard instructed his foreman. Let me reread that. When the day's work was over, the owner of the vineyard instructed his foreman, call the workers call the workers in and pay them their wages. Start with the last hired and then go first. Those hired at five o'clock came up and were each given a dollar. When those who were hired first saw that, they assumed they would get far more because they were working longer. That's not in the, that's not in the verse. I just, that's, that's, I'm adding on to that to make things, you know, make more sense, but they got the same amount of money. They still got a dollar taking the dollar. They groused angrily to the manager and they said, these last workers put in only one easy hour and you just made them equals to us who slaved all day under the scorching sun. He replied to the one speaking for the rest, friend. Um, I haven't been unf- unfair. We agreed on the wage of a dollar, didn't we? So take it and go. I decided to give. To- I decided to give to the one who came last the same as you. So take it and go i decided to give to the one who came last the same as you okay can't i do what i want with my own money are you going to be stingy because i'm generous verse 16 here it is again the great reversal many of the first ending up last and the last first that those are jesus's words right there um so you know god wants honesty in the workplace his ways are different than ours. Uh, some of us may have questions about the connections that I got. You might have questions as you hear some of my, you know, uh, my, my, you hear things on this podcast and other YouTube videos and other podcasts. You're going to go, well, what about this? What about this? Take those to God. Those could be also, again, those could be walls that the enemy is building around your mind to keep you in bondage. And that's where Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10 and 11, to tear down those strongholds, it goes, no, I'm not going to experience that. I'm free. That is not my identity. So uh, yeah, take all your questions to God and please continue to pray that I can continue to seek wisdom and insight. So um, verse two, the stuck up fall flat on their faces, but down to earth people stand firm. The integrity of the honest keeps them on track. The devious uh, of, of crooks bring them to ruin. Let me read that again. The integrity of the honest keeps them on track. The devious, the deviousness of crooks bring them to ruin. I bet you're all like, well, wait a second. What did we just read in Matthew 20? No matter how much they worked, everyone got paid the same, but that doesn't mean that the, that, um, That doesn't mean that those that were devious crooks, that they won't come to ruin. So they can get paid the same wage as everyone else, but that doesn't mean that God's not going to deal with that. He's not going to do something. It doesn't mean that he's not going to do something behind the scenes. So that's my thought on it. You might have more thoughts and that's okay. But verse four, a thick bankroll is no help when life falls apart, but a principled life can stand up to the worst. How many of us in the body of Christ are always being tricked into following the trappings of wealth? Now, I do believe that God can bless people with prosperity, money, and materialistic things, but scripture talks about chasing after those things can be dangerous. Solomon says in Ecclesiastes 6, well, so we think it's Solomon. A lot of people think it's Solomon, but we don't really know. We don't really know, but people think it really was him. But it says in Ecclesiastes six, one through two, one through two, I looked long and hard at what goes on around here. And let me tell you, things are bad and people feel it. There are people, for instance, on whom God showers everything, money, property, reputation, all they ever wanted or dreamed of. And then God doesn't let them enjoy it. I hope you guys see what I'm kind of, you know, connecting here. Um... You know, I think it says I think bankroll is no help when life falls apart. So God'll give people everything, but they won't enjoy it. And it, it it's not gonna help when things fall apart. I, I can understand the enemy tries and put, puts these preconceived notions thinking, oh that's not true, but it's like this is where we need to lean on his understanding. This is what his word says, and we have to honor it and love it. This is his love letter to us. It says a principled life can stand up to the worst. Verse 5, moral character makes for smooth traveling. An evil life is a hard life. Verse 6, good character is the best insurance. Crooks get trapped in their sinful lust. This verse can again back up those other verses that we just looked into on how um, crooks just walk into deadly traps. And um, I might have worded that wrong. Crooks... They, they fall into bad things. There's just, there's a road set out for them. Um, I think it's Psalm 73 where David's comparing himself to people that are just living really bad. And, and then he goes, I enter the courts of God and God showed me the road that they're on. So verse seven, when the wicked die, that's it. The story's over, the end of hope. Verse eight, a good person is saved from much trouble. A bad person runs straight into it this verse connects with proverbs 14 15 the gullible believe everything they're told but the prudent sift and weigh every word i mean it's like a bad person runs straight into trouble it's like you know my people perish for lack of knowledge and a lot of people don't they don't learn wisdom and then they life goes on and then things just don't end up going well they run into trouble and this is what Scripture says. So, and again, it's not—it's God's kindness that leads us to repentance in that moment. But, um, you guys, we have this is so important to seek these fresh insights. You know, to, to continue to follow Jesus, but not um, get stuck on man-made religion. You hear, we see these YouTube videos and these Instagram stories and these Bible verses that people take out of context. You've got to look through everything through God's eyes. You've got to stop going to the tree of knowledge of good and evil and keep going to God with everything that you believe. Carefully, I mean, it says right here. So it says that the gullible believe any, anything they're told, but the prudent sift and weigh every word. To continue, the loose tongue of the godless spreads destruction. The common sense of the godly preserves them. We can look at James 3, where James talks about the tongue as a rudder. When it goes well for good people, the whole town cheers. When it goes badly for bad people, the whole town celebrates. Again, we can use this verse in not knowing what's right from wrong. We can remember that verse in Hosea, where it says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And we have an Isaiah 520 moment to where it says, woe to you who call good evil and evil good. Verse 11, when right people when right living people bless the city, it flourishes. evil talk turns it into a ghost town ta- a ghost town in no time this verse uh, verse twelve is just something that um i love I love this verse so much mean spirited slander is heartless, but quiet discretion accompanies good sense. We can connect this with galatians six one where it just says um." where it says, uh, brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are led by the spirit should restore them gently. The message version says, keep your critical thoughts to yourself. The amplified version says to not do that with a sense of self-righteousness. And the, def- the, the, the Hebrew word for discretion is the words, is the Hebrew word sakil, and the definition is insight. So again, mean-spirited slander is heartless. but quiet discretion accompanies good sense. That, that Hebrew definition for uh, discretion is the definition of insight. So quiet insight accompanies good sense. Give people that insight of restoring people gently when they fall into a sin. Now, do you have to do that in person? No, I got a revelation for the Holy Spirit about a month ago when I was at the mall and I saw someone just say, I heard someone say a cuss word and the Holy Spirit said to me, restore them gently. And I go, oh my gosh, that's an incredible idea. Like, you're right. I don't have to do that in person. I can do that in the spiritual realm because the Holy Spirit's going to take care of the rest. So I hope not overboarding you guys. But um, yeah, to kind of go back up, I want to go back to, you know, this verse, verse eight or verse nine or no, Proverbs fourteen fifteen. the gullible believe everything they're told, the prudent sift and weigh every word. I was on my way to school this morning and I felt the Lord prompt me to put on my Instagram story, uh, 1 John 4, it's been a passage of scripture that's been on my mind recently, but where it just says, um, it says, I mean, I'll just, I'll just read it right now. Hang on. 1 John 4, my dear friends, don't believe everything you hear. Carefully weigh and examine what people tell you. Not everyone who talks about God comes from God. There are a lot of lying preachers loose in the world. So it says the prudent sift and weigh every word. It's like, this is what scripture tells us guys. And I'm, you know, I'm guilty in this too, but we get so caught up in like liking what people think or liking what people say and saying, oh, well, since I like it, it must be true. And that's just, no, you've got to take it to God. And a lot of the times we don't want to do that because we're insecure, but it's like, that's where God just wants us to bring us back to that secret place and uh, surrender that insecurity and go, God, I'm just feeling insecure today. I'm feeling anxious. And that that these are moments where when we feel like everything in our character defects are being triggered, he's calling us back into those moments of growing our roots deeper in him. And we hear that and we don't put it into practice and we wonder why things are not going right. Now you put those things into practice and the enemy, you know, maybe bring be, bring bigger attacks, but the Lord is gonna give you what you need in those moments. So to continue, where were we? Oh yeah, um, so let me read verse 12 again. Mean-spirited slander is heartless, but quiet discretion accompanies good sense. Again, we got to apply Galatians 6.1, guys, um, and that word discretion, the Hebrew word is the word sekel, and the definition is insight. Um, so quiet insight accompanies good sense. So it's almost talking about like learning how to be a little bit more humble. And we have to learn how to give humble insight to other people. When we were doing Galatians 6.1, do it with a humble heart, not feeling higher than the other person that fell into that sin. Give them insight with a humble and loving matter. Verse 13, a gad about gossip can't be trusted with a secret, but someone of integrity won't violate a confidence. Verse 14, without good direction, people lose their way. They just do. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Again, 1 John 4, don't believe everything you hear. Follow a good direction. If you don't, you're going to lose your way. Um, I think I think Proverbs 14 or 15 says, uh, Refuse... Let me try and find it real quick. Um, in my Bible right here. I think it's Proverbs 15. Yeah, Proverbs 15, 22. Refuse good advice and watch your plans fill. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. Now, what it means by them is obviously your plans. So, you know, continue to take good direction. Um, verse 15, whoever makes deals with strangers is sure to get burned. If you keep a cool head, you'll avoid rash bargains. A woman, with a gentle, uh, a woman of gentle grace gets respect, but men of rough violence grab for loot. Uh, verse seventeen, you guys. The, the, these these next few verses are probably some of my favorites. Um, at the end, I will share some of my personal notes that I that I share that I wrote down when I read this chapter a couple of months ago. Um, you know, in my personal alone time with the Lord. But the title for these uh, for verses seventeen through thirty one is a new title for these verses, and the title is a God shaped life. Whew. So, verse seventeen. When you're kind to others, you help yourself. When you're cruel to others, you hurt yourself. Now, Luke six thirty one in the amp. Now, this is the amplified version, you guys. If you want a study version, if you want to look at a version that you can study from, I encourage you to go read the amplified version. It really helps you understand the original Greek. It says, treat others. This is Jesus speaking, Luke 6 31, treat others the same way you want them to treat you. Now this is the chapter where Jesus talks about judging other people. Now I'm not going to, let me, okay, let me restart. Here we go. Treat others the same way you want them to treat you. If you only love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good for those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. Now, this is the chapter where Jesus uh, speaks about the log in your own eye, where he talks about judging other people. He goes, if you're going to judge other people, make sure you don't have that log in your own eye. Now, let me say something really quick here, because this is the revelation I got earlier this year. A lot of the times when I was judging someone, I thought I didn't have a log in my own eye. Time went by, the Lord showed me I did. So don't assume that you don't think you have a log in your own eye. You might, And what he's talking about is being a hypocrite. That's exactly what Jesus is talking about. So again, treat others the way you want to be treated. It's the Amplify, This is the Amplified version I read. So to continue, these verses on are going to be from the Message version. Verse 18, bad works gets paid with a bad check. <laughs> Good work gets solid pay. Now, this verse does not contradict what we read earlier in Matthew 20 about the workers and everything, but there's just a missing piece that we don't have, you guys. Verse 19, take your stand with God's loyal community and live or chase after phantoms of evil and die. God can't stand deceivers. I'm going to break this verse down because this is a really interesting verse, but oh, how he relishes the integrity. The Hebrew word for that word stand, where it says God can't stand deceivers, is the word Ahmad. And the definition is to take one's stand, to be their defender. It says God can't stand those people. And a lot of us know these scriptures where it talks about there's going to be deception in the end days and how the Antichrist is going to bring a doctrine of deception and people aren't going to know it. And there's going to be a great falling away in the body of Christ and how do we know if we're not going to be how do we how do we know to stay away from deception seek fresh insights understand the doctrine of the new testament and what Jesus did and what 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 God promised us um in this in this new covenant that we're in to continue to just stay follow on what the bible says we hear man's opinions and we think it sounds good and we take it with us and we go, okay, that sounds good, so I'll take it with me. Yeah. I won't do 1 John 4. I won't I won't I, I won't sift and weigh every word that I hear. And guys, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to shame you guys, but that just breaks my heart. It breaks God's heart. Jesus did not die for. You know what? I think I might have. Jesus didn't die for people to go to hell. If there is, then God was way too cruel to Jesus. I love what Bill Johnson says, where he says, he says, if Jesus is not the only way to the Father, you know, to him, then God was way too cruel to Jesus. Way too cruel, and I love that. Jesus is the only way. There is no other way to God. And what I mean by to God is either in relationship or prayer or whatever. Verse 21, count on this. The wicked won't get off scot-free and God's loyal people will triumph. Some of you guys know one of my prophetic words a couple weeks ago was Psalm 73, I think, and where David is comparing himself with these evil people, and then he goes, but I came into the courts of God, I came into his courts, and I saw the road that he has set for the wicked, and it says right here, verse 21, they're not going to get scot-free. They're not going to, they they, they won't, they're not going to, God's not going to be like, uh, you know, whatever, no, it says, you know, God said, vengeance is mine, So, verse 22, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful face on an empty head. Huh. I don't really understand that verse, but that's interesting. Okay. Verse 23, the desires of good people lead straight to the best, but wicked ambition ends in angry frustration. Verse 24, you guys also, I do want to say right now, over the past 10 minutes, I have felt a lot of peace from the Lord. So if you have been praying for me on where I'm at, thank you very much. I, I really does touch my heart. Thank you. Verse 24, the world of the generous get larger and larger. The world, or I said that wrong, sorry. The world of the generous get larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Um, you guys, I want to connect. I forgot to connect this verse. There's a few verses in here. Let me highlight this. Let me see if I can find it. Um, I guess I can connect it with this verse maybe. Okay. So there's scriptures in, I think, Corinthians. I'm not sure if it's first or second, but it's either in Corinthians or it's in, um, and there's another verse. It's either in First or Second Timothy, but Paul is writing to the uh, financially wealthy in the church, and he's saying, "I, I might be. Let me. You know, I don't want to quote it wrong. So let me look it up real quick." You guys, don't quote me on this. I can't find it. Don't quote me on this. I just want to, or maybe this is it. Okay, I can't find it because this is this is way too much to read. I'm just looking it up. Guys, so let me read this verse again. The world of the generous get larger and larger, but the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. We can connect this verse. I think it's 2 Corinthians actually, and somewhere in Timothy, where Paul's writing to the wealthy the, the, the financially wealthy people of the church, and he's saying, how can you guys not give to the needy when they need money? He goes, if you're doing that, you don't have the love of God in you. So be generous. That that verse, you guys, where Paul says, um, the Lord loves a generous giver, Paul is literally talking about tithing. That's the context of that verse. So again, again, not everyone's financially prosper, and that's fine. There's a God has a, a God has everyone in a different season right now, and that's okay. There's things we're learning, and you know there'll be other seasons that we go through and we learn new things. So, verse twenty-five: the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed; those who help others are helped. Again, you guys, I'm gonna bring it right back to Luke six thirty-one, and um and connect it with this other verse verse 17 the same thing when you're kind to others you help yourself when you're cruel to others you hurt yourself again then it just kind of goes deeper in verse 25 the one who blesses others is abundantly blessed those who help others are going to be helped here we go verse 26 this is kind of going uh, on on uh, this is going this verse 26 is going on the other side of verse 25 curses on those who drive a hard bargain blessing blessings on those who play fair and square verse 27 the one who seeks good finds delight the student of evil becomes evil this is why we have to be very careful in knowing what god says is right from wrong and good from bad we cannot be deceived jesus didn't die for us to be deceived Verse 28, a life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump. This is, you know what? This is probably my favorite verse in this chapter. This is my favorite verse. Let me read this again. A life devoted to things, things is a dead life, a stump. A God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. Again, the title of these verses, these these uh, verses we've been reading are a God-shaped life. Whenever Now, again, where it says a a, a life devoted to things is a dead life. It's a stump. Whenever we follow materialistic things, does it truly satisfy you guys? Because we continue to deceive ourselves in thinking that it's going to be, and then it never is. And then we go back, and we mess up, and look, I don't want to just shame you or put a yoke of slavery on you. I don't want to do that. But it's nice for the moment, but... When we do John 15, abiding in Jesus, Jesus says we will be fruitful. Continuing to do Psalm 1, 1 through 3, where it says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in the step. Sorry. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Verse 2. But who is delight in the law of the Lord and meditates on his law day and night. Other versions say his word instead of his law. Verse three, the person is like He goes, that person who is chewing on the word of God is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do, prospers this is my favorite verse in this in this chapter you guys a life devoted to things is a dead life a stump i mean you guys oh my gosh it's literally okay right here where it says uh where is it let me find it hang on Oh, so, okay, verse four, it says a thick bankroll is no help when life falls apart. So chasing things, chasing these materialistic things, it's going to fall apart. It's going to be dead. It's going to be a stump. It doesn't even matter. And it connects with Ecclesiastes six, where it says, I looked long and hard at what goes on around here. And let me tell you, things are bad and people feel it. There are people, for instance, on whom God showers everything, money, property, reputation, and all they ever wanted or dreamed of, and then God doesn't let them enjoy it. Well, it says right here in verse 28, it's going to lead to a dead life, a stump. It really is. And I've experienced that in my own personal life, you guys, like where I just chased materialistic things and it didn't satisfy. It was nice in the moment, but after I was like, I just want more. And people are like, oh, that's the same thing with God. No, when you truly feel the presence of God, it's I enjoy it and I'm so satisfied right now, but I want more. I want more. That's why. Let me share. Let me share a quick testimony right here. My brother Jameson, who is an atheist, but uh, I've seen uh, I've seen uh, prophetic words over him and his girlfriend that he's dating right now. Um, Jameson if you're listening to this I am gonna share the prophetic word that uh, I've been wanting to tell you for a long time but you don't want to hear it so if you don't want to hear it skip forward um, you guys I've seen my brother Jameson marrying my marrying his girlfriend and then working in ministry together one day but Jameson one day I'm driving in my car I'm in Michigan this is before I came here to California And I'm playing this worship song. It's like 10 minutes long. He goes, Josiah, why is it every time a worship song comes on, it has to be like 15 minutes long? (laughs) And I go, Jameson, because there's this experience of experiencing the presence of God. And you just don't want to stop. You're satisfied, but you want more and you want more and you want more. And God loves that. So I just, I forget why I said that, but again, verse 28, a life devoted to things is a dead life, a stump, but a God-shaped life is a flourishing tree. Whenever we follow materialistic things, does it truly satisfy? It's nice for the moment, but when we do John 15, abiding in Jesus, Jesus says that we will be fruitful. If we continue to abide in Jesus, continuing to do uh, Psalm 1, 1 through 3, Whatever they do prospers. I just love that, guys. It's just, you know, anyway, I love that verse. I love that. Verse 29, exploit or abuse your family and end up with a fistful of air. Common sense tells you it's a stupid way to live. (laughs) Verse 30, a good life is a fruit bearing tree. A violent life destroys souls. A good life is a fruit-bearing tree. This with that verse that we just read, you guys. And uh, Psalm one through three, or Psalm one one through three. Last verse: If the if good people barely make it, what's in store for the bad? This chapter ends with basically two roads people go down good and bad people um now I you know there's that scripture that comes back to my head where Jesus says, "No one is good, only God is good it's like again it's not a contradiction there's just something that we don't understand that we don't know, and that's okay you guys you know there was a there was a the famous uh Christian rapper k b think he posted it. I don't want to know. I want to go on. And, hang on. I'm gonna see if I can find it because I read this on his Instagram and it really hit me. And I just want to read this when we have these questions run up in our minds and we just get confused on uh, not understanding like things in the Bible. Here's where we need to keep going back to. Let me, I think he posted it on his, yeah, here it is. It says if God were small enough to be fully understood, he would not be big enough to be worshipped. So there's just things we don't understand guys. And that's okay. Cause he's a big God. He's infinite and there's no limit to him. There's no beginning. There's no end. And I get it. It's hard to comprehend, but God's not asking you to comprehend. It. He's just saying, acknowledge it and humble yourself before me. There's so much, there's so, so much scripture in the old and the new testament where it just says god is looking for someone who's humble and plain and simple and contrite in spirit isaiah 57 isaiah 66 uh, 2 chronicles 16 i think says the eyes of the lord roam the earth to and fro seeking those whose hearts are fully committed to him to continue to give them strength my favorite verses in this chapter were verses 1 through 4 and 7 through 9. What I learned in this chapter was live uh, with integrity. And the context of this scripture seems to be seek insights from the wise, learn to live wisely. My personal notes I'm going to share now um, from when I read this chapter. I'm going I'm to read now, guys. Let me find it real quick. Here it is. Um, you know I'm looking back I wrote in my notes now I hear the Lord speak to me i read I read Proverbs eleven in in July on the eleventh because in July, this is when I did a proverb a day back in July, and um now I'm just kind of going through and doing these one at a time, uh you know every Tuesday, so I wrote. I remember one one note that I wrote down here when I studied this on the eleventh of uh, July. Uh, was the Lord spoke to me and said, "You'll be going through some deeper refining uh, this year," and I've definitely been experiencing that. So that's just very comforting to see that. Um, let's bring this back up. First, I made a note on verse 9. Let me find it. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, never mind. I made the same note on my... Yeah. Okay. Um, verse 14. Without good direction, people lose their way. The more wise counsel you follow, the better your chances. Again, test the spirits. Not all the spirits are from God. 15 Verse 15 can be used in today's in today's world. I wrote down um here in my notebook. Whoever makes deals with strangers is sure to get burned. If you keep a cool head, you'll avoid rash bargains. It's almost like in that like we can use that verse in today's world. And not that we can't use it 20 years ago or 200 years ago or 2000 years ago. No, you can, but this verse it's almost, it's almost like Solomon is writing two main points of a particular story. Whoever makes deals with strangers is sure to get burned. If you keep a cool head, you'll avoid rash bargains. So he's saying you're gonna, you, might, you might make a deal with a stranger and you're going to get burned, but if you keep a cool head during this deal that you made with a stranger and it got you burned, if you keep a cool head, you'll avoid rash bargains. That's It's kind of, hmm. I like that. Verse 16, I said, is key in a marriage slash relationship where it says, uh, a woman of gentle grace gets respect, but men of rough violence grab for loot. Mm. Verse 25, I wrote down and said, it showed me to keep doing daily sacrifices for people. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. And uh, yeah, okay, we're recording on 45 minutes here, guys. So I know, thank you if you've stuck through this far. Thank you if you haven't. I don't have a change of heart you know, I'm letting God lead you here on my podcast and, you know, you're not following me, you're following Jesus. So, um, yeah, let's, um, let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this episode and the wisdom that was poured out just hear him saying keep holding on to me there's a song by lauren dago that says Okay, but it goes, it goes, hold on to me um, oh, here it is, I'm just gonna play it really quick, guys, let's just, let's just listen to this real quick this is this is what I you know what, maybe this is, maybe this is, uh, you know, some of us know uh, Zephaniah 317, where it says, the Lord sings songs over you, I hear this song as we're praying, so maybe this is what the Lord's singing over us, just let's listen to this
1: When the best of me is barely breathing When I'm not somebody I believe in Hold on to me When I miss the light, the night is stolen When I'm slamming all the doors you've opened Hold on to me
0: Good song guys I just really felt like that's what God was almost singing over us just continue to say hold on to me now you know, not every lyric you know could be God is, is God speaking to us but I just hear God saying hold on to me keep hanging on um, remember how infinite he is you guys and I know how hard it can get emotionally there's healing he's bringing there's refining he's bringing there's, pur- there's purifying um, go listen to more sermons go check out that Mike Bickle sermon Mike Bickle is the overseer at the International House of Prayer in Kansas City, Missouri. So, um, Lord, I thank you for speaking to us and what you're saying over our lives. And I just pray for peace to surround our minds, that we trust you. And Lord, you just lead us where we need to go, that we would continue to be brought to a place of humility. And uh, I thank you for the good things that you say about having godly sorrow. So for those that are feeling that God, I thank you that your favor and your grace is upon them. And Jesus, that we would remember your sacrifice, that you didn't die for people to be deceived. You died so that we could have amazing radical relationship with the God of the universe. Thank you for today. And uh, Lord, just uh, anyone who needs demons to be driven out, it's only by your power that you can do that, God, but you give that to us. So, Lord, I just pray for deliverance over this person that might be listening. Um, no matter where they're at, God, I speak deliverance that that demon would leave and never return. Mark 9, 25, you would leave. I throw you into the pit and you may never return. I cast you out in Jesus' name. Amen. So, as you guys know, I don't do any more journals here on my uh, podcast, but I have other you know journals on here. If you want to hear kind of the kind of stuff that I used to go through and that I kind of am going through still today, listen to them. If you want to a separate prophetic word, you can email me at my email that I have at the top of uh, my podcast. And if you haven't written me a review on Apple Podcast, please do. Uh, please be honest. I thrive on constructive criticism. If you have a prophetic word for me, please email me. Please blah, email me. Send me a text two four eight area code. Area code 248-605-1299. Thank you so much for listening to Season 10, Episode 7 of Proverbs 11 Study. This is your friend Josiah. God bless you.